Algar Productions. Sarcastic Voyage presents the continuing story of Contentment Corner, starring Christy Brannan as Trojan Malloy and Randall Cleveland as Oscar Tyrannus. Service in the Saucers on SVFM 97.7, all hit 98. That one, like all the inexplicably popular 1950 songs we play here, was from the request lines. This is just a gentle reminder, again, that we have plenty of current music here ready to spin on a moment's notice. Do you have any idea why I get so many requests for music from 40 years ago? They mostly seem to come from your contemporaries. I've never really understood the appeal of music. I find it repetitive and distracting. Fair enough. I'm speaking today with Miss Trojan Malloy, a graduating senior in the Contentment Corner class of 1992 and managing editor of the newspaper for Same. Thanks for having me on the show. And the name of your paper is the Contentment Corner High School Newspaper. That's right. I'm told I'm a pretty literal person, but I don't really think about it like that. I just prefer things that are accurate and direct. I understand you've been more or less single-handedly running the paper since you were a freshman. Also correct. Contentment Corner High School didn't even have a newspaper before 1988. Prior to then, I was a very successful teen sleuth, but my parents thought that was too dangerous, so I found someplace else to apply my talent. And it doesn't concern you that you don't really have a staff to assist you? Not really, no. What about that, um, how to put this delicately? That's definitely not a consideration you need to make on my account. Well, not to put too fine a point on it, but high school newspapers aren't exactly, um, popular among anyone. At all. I wouldn't know. Mainstream media outlets may concern themselves with marketing and demographics, but those are not significant factors at the high school newspaper. We, which is to say I, can dedicate 100% of the paper's focus to pure fact. Focus is an interesting choice of words, and it leads me nicely to my next point. You seem extremely dedicated to this publication. Driven one might say. Not everyone notices this, but I have what my friend Vatican calls a blind spot when it comes to things like sympathy and empathy. I have my suspicions. My parents think this is what made me such a good sleuth, and now it makes me a good reporter. I can devote more of my concentration to pursuing a story and not worry so much about... People's feelings? Concerns of basic human decency? Yes, that's right. So, whereas some might see you as a bit of a psychopath, you'd describe yourself as more of a high-functioning sociopath? No, I would not. Those two words mean the same thing. Miss Malloy, thank you for your time. It's been a pleasure. I have no reason not to believe that. You're listening to SVFM 97.7. All hit 98. Welcome back, Mr. Mayor. Your council meeting went well, I trust? Evening, Gart. Yes, I think so. I'm not going to lie, it was a tough sell, but I think they're going to let us have the money. I have to be honest, sir, I still don't quite understand what fiber optics are myself. Not many people do, Gart. Not today, anyway. I can't say that I completely understand the underlying technology, but I suspect by about 1996 or so, everyone, you and I included, will fully appreciate the efforts we're putting in now. That's one of the advantages of having served this town for so long, I suppose. Is that all I have for today? As far as official mayoral business, yes. The Griffins are meeting this evening and have asked me to re-re-re-extend an invitation to speak before them. Noted. Will that be all, sir? Hmm? 
Oh, you can go for the day if you'd like. I have an after-hours community outreach subcommittee meeting scheduled. Until after sunset, I assume. Well, as it happens, yes. Civic duty doesn't have office hours, Gart. Except the ones we post outside the building. I'll be on my way, then. I believe I will go pick up my boy from the high school. Gart, before you take off, can I ask you one question? Uh, of course. What is Gart short for? Would it be Garther? Gartholomew? Gartrue? It's just Gart, sir. It's a family name. Oh. All right. Have a good evening, Mr. Deputy Mayor. And you as well, Mr. Mayor. Good night. <laughs> Come in. Hi. Trojan, right? That's my name. Yeah, listen, I'm waiting for my friends, and this was the only door still open. Do you mind if I wait here? I do not mind. I've always wanted to ask, why do you work so hard on this newspaper? Nobody I know actually reads it, not students or teachers or parents. But it seems like you're here late most nights working on it anyway. It seems that way because it is that way. Touché. Seriously, though, it doesn't bother you in the least to spend all of this time and energy on something that nobody even notices? The size of the audience has no bearing on the quality of the product. Can't argue with that logic. Oh, hello, Erasure. Trojan. Or, as I would address you uh, collectively, ladies. Hey, Bryce. Trojan, don't I rate a salutation? I'm very busy. Just pretend I said something pleasant. All right. I think I will. Oh, Trojan, that was a very pleasant thing you just said. Hey, uh, have either of you seen Orchid McAllister recently? No. Not since I caught her drinking at Lefty's the other night and took her home. She hasn't been in school since then, so maybe she went back to rehab. Hey, Bryce, I think your dad's here. Hello, son. I've come to the school today to pick you up and take you home. God, Gart! I can walk home without your help! We only live six blocks away! You call your father by his first name? I believe he thinks this somehow makes him appear more mature to his peers. Do you find this to be true? Well, I don't... Do you have to insert yourself into every part of my life, Gart? Can I just have a moment to myself? Last week you screamed at me much in the same way you're screaming now because I wasn't around enough. So now we've identified two of your many failings. That I'm simultaneously not a big enough part of your life and that I'm also much too big a part of it? Your dad's funny. Why, thank you, young lady. Ugh. You just don't get it, do you? Bailing time has arrived and yours truly is about to... Uh, commenced bailage. Bailage is not a word. Later, losers! Has he always been so conflicted? That's one way to put it. Like, he usually seems pretty low-key, but I was out sick a couple of weeks ago and I gave him a call to see if we had any chem homework, and I got his answering machine. It was this weird little performance of I'm a little teapot, followed by the beep. Yeah, that sounds about right. So that was really him. Oh, probably. I must be going now. Farewell, teenagers. Yeah, bye. Hey, what's this? 
Mr. Champson, I think you dropped something. Oh, he's gone. Actually, Trojan, this has your name on it. Another one? People keep finding notes addressed to me. Throw it away. Well, first, a please would be nice. Second, this isn't just a note. It's a little present wrapped in brown paper and tied up with twine. I think that technically makes it a parcel. We have a perfectly serviceable inter-office mail system if someone wants to send me correspondence. Aren't you the least bit curious? No. Well, I am. It looks like old pages from a diary and a note on top. There's a story in this. Meet me at the parking garage under the hospital tonight at 9 for more details. Well? Well what? Weren't you just bragging about this newspaper's high level of quality? That doesn't sound like me. I admit I don't know much about this sort of thing, but if there is a story in this, shouldn't you be, you know, chasing it? Well... They're my friends. So long. Bye. 15 October, 1884. Almost too weak to pick up a pen. Have felt this way since my rather abortive romantic encounter two nights previous. I thought things were going fairly well, but I apparently lost consciousness at some point during the proceedings. I can only assume that my companion, having lost patience with me for such a grievous faux pas, arranged for my unconscious form to be returned to the safety of my home, where I awoke some time later. I feel a tremendous hunger that I have been unable to sate with any food available to me. 16 October, 1884. Attempted to leave my home today for a short constitutional, but something about the blazing midday sun forced me to reconsider. I have never been what I would call sensitive to the daylight, but people change, I suppose. On that note, I inadvertently bit through my own lip earlier today in a way that I don't completely understand. It's as though my teeth, which to this point have fit reasonably inside my mouth, had somehow outgrown their former home. I felt oddly refreshed and energized for a moment or two as the wound healed. But surely that must have been a coincidence, right? 17 October, 1884. Oh, oh, I, I get, get what's, what's happening, happening to me now. Well, I sure don't. Hello? I'm here, in this parking garage, after dark, just like you requested in your anonymous note. Don't come any closer. It's dark in here. I don't know which direction is closer. Just stand where you are. <laughs> Car. Sorry, ma'am. I'll just get out of your way. Now, who are you exactly? No, it is. If I'm going to quote you in a story, I need to know your name. Just call me a concerned citizen or a source close to the mayor. The mayor? Did you not read the literature I left with you? No. You didn't? No, I did not read it. You asked me if I didn't read it. The answer to that question is no. (sighs) Car? Yes, yes, I'm getting out of the way. Just a moment. There, go on. I said, go on. Thank you. The pages I left for you were an excerpt from the private journal of Mayor Oscar Tyrannus. Well, that can't be right. They were dated 1884. Yes, funny that. I'm going to have to take your word for that. Humor doesn't really work for me. Listen to me, uh, car. You probably could have chosen a better place to have this meeting. Listen to me. What I 
gave you is only a sample. I have more indisputable evidence in the man's own handwriting. Evidence of what? I do I have to draw you a picture? Sometimes that helps. The mayor, Miss Malloy, is a vampire. I think you should write about that in your newspaper. People have a right to know. So I confirmed everything this source gave to me and it all seems to line up. I know I don't officially need your permission to run a story in the high school newspaper, so... Actually, I don't really know why I'm here. Because I'm still your advisor until you graduate in two weeks and presumably when the paper folds. Figuratively speaking, of course. You know figurative isn't my best thing. You're my second protege in a row with that problem. And speaking of problems, I have one with this story. Are those documents forged? Or do you have information that in some way contradicts what I've gathered? Quite the contrary. And I'll thank you to keep your rhymes to yourself. I don't know what that means. Of course the mayor's a vampire. That's not a secret, and it's not a story. He turns into a bat and feeds off the blood of the living. That sounds like a story. Oscar Tyrannus has been a dedicated pillar of this community since before pillars were even fashionable. I can personally confirm that no fetching young lads or lasses have gone missing. This sheepdog is keeping a careful watch on the sheep. He's looking out for wolves, and he doesn't have a taste for mutton. You lost me. Figured I would. So let me say it plainly. The mayor's job depends on a supportive constituency. It's not really in his best interest to murder them. He keeps his town running smoothly in a hundred tiny ways that most people don't even see. His dental records and the color of his cloak lining are irrelevant to the daily performance of his duties. This is the stuff of tabloids, and I know I taught you better than that. You can't stop me from telling the truth. I could pull your funding. We only have one issue left. I could cover the costs with my allowance. Publishers Printing owes me more favors than they can fit on a letter-sized sheet. One phone call to them and you don't have an issue. We have a laser printer at school. Why are you trying to stop this? I thought you were anti-censorship. It's not about censorship, kid. It's about editing. Listen, I've been in this game for a lot of years and I've stepped on my share of toes. And one lesson I've learned, begrudgingly, is that you should always look your dance partner in the eye before you stomp on those toes. I... Don't talk to the mayor before you ruin his life. Oh, I can do that. Miss Malloy, I can assure you I've heard this allegation before and it's just as baseless now as it ever was. Mr. Mayor, you wear evening dress and a cloak. Is that the basis of your argument? Because I admit my fashion sense is a tad on the eccentric side, but when you find something that works for you, you stick with it. You've never been seen in any of this town's churches in your long term as mayor. I believe church and state should be separate. That's hardly a controversial position. You tried to change the town anthem to Takata and Fugue in D minor. I like Bach! Who doesn't like Bach? This visit is a courtesy, Mr. Mayor. I have two sources. I have extensive documentation, including photos, medical records, and the easily verifiable fact that you've been mayor of Contentment Corner for over a century. The story is being printed with or without your comment. Miss Malloy. (laughs) Trojan. Can I call you Trojan? That is my name. Yes. Sit down, Trojan. I, I want to tell you a story. On the record or off? Just, just sit down. I assume one of the things you've seen is my diary from 1884, because those pages went missing not too long ago. Yes, that's right, I read my diary front to back every evening. That really should have been a sign that something like this was going to happen, but, well, I've been doing this for a long time, and I suppose I've gotten a bit complacent, maybe overconfident. Anyway, I'd only been like this for a few days, but a girl had gone missing, and... Well, back in those days, angry mobs came together at the drop of a three-cornered hat. Technically, those hats were long out of fashion by the late 1800s, but I digress. 
Careful, men! And women! Ah, yes, fine, and women. Careful, everyone! Don't look into its eyes or it'll bring you under its sinister thrall! Listen, I don't want to be that guy, but this isn't how this works. Of course you'd say this! You're trying to seduce us! What? All of you? Well, not all at once! Silence, foul hell creature! We'll ask the questions here! Oh, good, so I'm going to get a fair trial. Well, not as such. We're going for more of a mob justice thing! Not because we're uncivilized, mind you. Because resorting to base violence would make us no better than you. You're a vampire, which is the worst thing to be. That was a bit uncalled for. The thing is, we don't have what you'd call a court system, exactly. Certainly not one with an appeals process. All right, well, can I at least speak with the ranking law enforcement official? You don't have one of those either, do you? No, no. Well, no wonder you folks are so angry. Without even the most basic infrastructure, this isn't so much a town as... Just a place where a bunch of people live. Isn't that what a town is? No! Technically, maybe. But you need more than that. What you need, if you want this all to last, and more importantly, to prosper, is a community. A civilization. You aren't just people who live near each other. You have certain basic common needs. And you should be united in the execution of those needs. Well, sure, but only after he's had a fair trial, presided over by an accredited judge and a jury of his peers. So we'd have to round up 12 more vampires? No, because you'd also need lawyers to make this system work, and no good lawyer would allow a dozen vampires to sit on a jury. That would be a conflict of interest. See, having a community means having people to do that mental heavy lifting, to ensure that there are laws to protect people, that those laws are enforced fairly and evenly, and that conscientious oversight is in place to see that it all works the way it's meant to work. Wow. And make some good points. So, you hypnotize those people into not killing you? No. Well, sort of. I didn't use any kind of mystical vampire wiles, if that's what you mean. I didn't go for their jugulars. I went for their hearts. I used the power of pragmatic rhetoric. That was the most important day in my very long life for two reasons, Trojan. First, because I wasn't murdered by an angry mob. Any day a vampire can say that is a good day. Second, that was the day I first entered public service. Not long after that, those villagers and I loaded up a small fleet of wagon trains and headed west to Found Contentment Corner. So you admit it, you're a vampire. (sighs) Well... Yes, but didn't you hear what I said about public service and the best interests of the people? Did that not stir any kind of, I don't know, sympathy in you? A sense of civic pride, perhaps? Any emotional response whatsoever? Nope. Oh. Sorry. Are you? Not really, no. But I'm told that's what you're supposed to say. (sighs) All right, Miss Malloy, you win. Zizix County Election Board, please. Yes, I'll hold. Ben, hello, it's Oscar. Yes, yes, doing fine, thank you. Listen, I wanted you to be the first to know. I'm going to be stepping down as mayor of Contentment Corner. Yes, look, nobody's more surprised by this than me. 
I definitely need you to fast-track the paperwork, though, because I'm trying to get ahead of a news story that's going to be running in the, uh, I'm sorry, which paper were you with again? The Contentment Corner High School newspaper. Oh, fuck. 8.15 a.m. on SVFM 97.7, all hit 98. We're speaking this morning with acting mayor Gart Champson. Thank you for joining us, Mr. Mayor. I positively revel in the opportunity to address the entirety of my newly acquired political territory. Yes, and unfortunate scandal notwithstanding, we congratulate you on your new position. We should probably address the unfortunate elephant in the room. I believe former Mayor Tyrannus was a good, if somewhat flawed, individual. And at the heart of things, we're really not so different, he and I. Apart from the obvious difference that he had something to hide, and I do not. Nothing? Yes, nothing at all. So, what's on the executive agenda in the days to come? Oh, I have plans, all right. I don't believe I'm being at all hyperbolic when I say this is a historic moment for Contentment Corner. Under my deft tutelage, a new era will soon be dawning. The initiatives I have planned, many of which I have already set into motion, will irrevocably alter the course of this town and its citizens as we realize our collective destiny. Well, I for one hope you plan to do something about those potholes on Cedar Street. That's right at the top of the list, yes. I just can't believe you started drinking again, Orchid, after all we've been through. I know, Daddy. I, I'm so sorry. It's all right, sweetie. Hang on, I'll get you a tissue. You stay there. Okay. Orchid, honey, is that you? It's me, Dad. I'm in the foyer. I understand we need to talk, young lady. Episode 18 of Contentment Corner featured Christy Brannan as Trojan Malloy, Randall Cleveland as Oscar Tyranus, Robert Cooper as the narrator, Kara O'Connor as Erasure de la Cruz and Villager 2, Amanda Smith as Mary Madison and Orchid McAllister, Jason Wallace as Bryce Champson and Ron Algar-Watt as Gart Champson, Chag McAllister and Villager 1. It was written by Ron Algar-Watt with Amanda Smith and produced by Algar Productions, copyright 2016. And you as well, Mr. Mayor. Good night. <laughs> Were you chuckling? I, I, I don't, sorry. I like jokes. <laughs>